Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. Back in October of 2017, my mom, like a lot of people living in Sonoma, was getting really worried about the fires that had just started breaking out in the North Bay. And if you remember at the time, those fires were moving so fast and there was a lot of confusion. And I remember my mom telling me about Sarah Sturch, a local journalist who was just trying to fill in the gaps. I have to have had to tell people bad news, but I also provide a place where people can safely talk about how frustrated and hard it is and how they wish they had more information. Sarah has become well-known in the North Bay for providing daily updates on wildfires and for personally responding to hundreds of people who want to know what's happened to their homes and communities they've had to evacuate. Today, we're talking to Sarah about what it's been like working alone to get people critical fire information. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Fatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Yesterday was a 17-hour day for me. I got up at 5.45, which I am not a morning person, and I did an interview on the East Coast about the fires. Joining me now is Sarah Sturge, a freelance journalist covering the North Bay fires. Welcome to The Takeaway. And I prepare a morning report, which I tweet and post on Facebook. And that takes about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how much information there is. That includes the latest statistics on acreage and containment, destroyed and damaged buildings, fire movement, and the kind of activity we're going to see today. Oh, I also have some fire intel websites that I use, and I have some folks that I connect with on the ground and check in with on text. I just started to aggregate and process the data and the information I could collect and spit it out into short and easy, understandable, no BS, quick and dirty stuff. You also get a lot of DMs on Twitter from people, from from 
people who are living in these areas that are getting hurt by the fires. What are what are these DMs for? What kinds of requests do you get? I opened the door in 2017 to encourage people to send me messages on Facebook and Twitter um, asking about their houses. Uh, I aggregate information from people all over the region. People send me photos, videos, people who are on the ground. Again, sometimes I'm lucky enough to have other journalist friends send me information or or firefighters or first responders uh, about addresses and homes. Sometimes they're, again, just people like you and I who aren't in the fire zones and have to try to connect with somebody to see, hey, have you seen my home yet? And then I map it all on a private map I keep that also tracks all the satellite imagery and the footprint of the map of the, of the fire. And then I collect all the information and tag things okay or I don't know yet. I don't tell someone that their home has burned down necessarily uh-huh. unless I have confirmed it with multiple right. sources or they have told me. And, and you're doing this for hundreds of, of DMs, of hundreds of requests, let alone all the, the technical information and, and the reports that you're putting out every morning. And then there's just people who also want to know, is my favorite winery still standing? <laughs> or they have questions about fire behavior and that, but I want people to be aware. And if I can just give someone a tiny glimmer of hope that, hey, your home was so far and ended up, you, even though you had to evacuate, it's okay. Or I have to have had to tell people bad news. And, but I also provide a place where people can safely talk about how frustrated and hard it is and how they wish they had more information or that their home has burned and they want to share it with me. I mean, there's not many places you can go to ask, you know, what the latest is on an area where your house was and, and maybe no longer is. And I feel like that level of intimacy with the people who are reaching out is something that people are, are looking for at a time when they are going through so much trauma, but they can't really get it anywhere. They're not going to be able to call the county to figure that out. The county's super busy. And so you being that resource seems to be kind of filling in a gap. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw it, saw it in 2017. You know, people, even though I can't always give most people an answer, just the fact that I'm there and I'm caring, it seems to make a difference. And, and it yeah. makes me feel... Like I'm making a difference. I think any of us, if you and I were in this situation, we would want that kind of information from somebody. So when the fires broke out again this year in the North Bay, I feel like there were a lot of people, including myself, who felt like I felt in 2017, like it was happening again in that same way. Was this a similar feeling that you had this year? Yes. Especially Monday, when the fire started to travel over from the Napa side, so to say, over to north of San, like northeast of Santa Rosa, and I haven't even looked at the mileage yet, but it it moved so quickly and so rapidly in such a short period of time. In an hour, it was 15 minutes up the street from my house. You know, it was in it was in northern Sonoma Valley and southern. Santa Rosa, southeastern Santa Rosa, and and I said, I am concerned. Some people were like, you shouldn't have to be worried. You're in Sonoma. And I'm like, well, when you've been through what we've been through in 2017, fires grow so quickly. And it's topography, it's wind, it's fuels, right? It's dry brush and trees and stuff. You just don't know what's going to happen. What feels different this time around? I mean, when you think about 2017 and you think about how quickly the fires moved, like you mentioned, but also just the response, people people panicking, the information that wasn't getting out, is any of that different? 
Yeah, I think people, the county and first responders, law enforcement have improved in their ability to um, respond to these things when it comes to information. You know, with Kincaid, half the county was evacuated, right? I mean, people who, it was crazy how many people were evacuated. This time around, they're a little more targeted. So we're not having to evacuate the entire city of Santa Rosa, so to say, or Sonoma Valley. And that is good. That's a little more targeted. And I think they've made excellent choices in where they've evacuated. So less people are displaced than they need to be. What is different and is still weird and needs to be tweaked, and I don't have the answer for that, is dealing with evacuation centers in regards to COVID-19 and housing people. And then the continued challenge that we see with senior communities, where you have to move this large group of people some who cannot drive or do not have vehicles quickly and safely in COVID-19 with a vulnerable population, I was challenged by how that was done. So it sounds like the official response from our government officials has been different from 2017. But what about the responses that you're getting in your DMs on Twitter? Are they similar or different than in 2017? There is less panic people aren't freaking out like they did in the same way. You know, I mean, we know what 2017 was, you know, many people died and many unknowns. And now that there's a little bit better transparency with the government response and law enforcement, but people as a whole, the community who I'm interacting with seems to have a better grasp on how wildfires work. They have a better grasp, even though they're all tired, we're all tired of being tired of wildfires. They are more likely to leave and go where they need to go. They're prepared more. They're less panicky. Uh, they, they, when they see me say, I think you should probably get out of harm's way, they do it. I do believe at the same time, we've seen more people who choose to stay. And I don't interact with very many of them. I think because they stay away from me because I think you should evacuate always. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> they don't want to hear me go, should leave. But a lot of people are, um, you know, I communicate with so many people who know people who are staying and they say, well, he's staying because he didn't have a problem in 2017 or he's tired of leaving and uh, he doesn't want to leave this time and he thinks he can help if something happens. So I have seen an uptick in that. What has this work taught you about what kinds of information people need and how they want to receive it during these really fast-moving emergencies like wildfires? People do not want to have to click links, if that makes sense. When there is an announcement that there are evacuations, people don't want to go, oh, geez, there's the text message. Now i got to click a link and I have to see what what that document says, or download a file, or look on a website that might not work. People want to just be able to go on a Twitter and see 10, 10 messages that are easy to read and short and sweet and see what's happening quick and easy. They, they don't want to have to click links through. They, they want simple, to easy, simple, easy, accessible maps, which we ha- are getting better every year at having those, where you can search for your address you know, to see if you're under evacuation order. Uh, The thing that is always the most challenging is that people, of course, want to know about their properties. And that is often, Adam, even though I can can help, I've probably mapped about 25% of the landscape at this point for this fire with people's assistance. People want to know about their houses. So it takes time. And 
the fire agencies have to do that. And then they create a map. Then people can start to search for their houses and they update it every day. So that's always the most urgent bit of information. Is there anything else that you want people to know, people in the Bay Area who might be thinking about y'all in Sonoma and, and Napa counties, uh, to know what's going on right now, what, it, what it's like to be there in your community? We have been through this before. We now have it down, right? And we need your love and attention because I've already seen how people have forgotten about Walbridge and Hennessy, which happened in August. People already forget about paradise. People forget what happened with tubs and nuns. People don't think it could happen to them, and it can. Regardless of just the climate change factor, which is real and it's happening, and the place you love to visit, Sonoma, Napa counties, we are the poster child of it right now in California. People need to be prepared and, and, and need to really think about where they're building, how we're gonna deal with the housing crisis, but how are we also gonna keep people safe and how you can keep yourself safe in the future. And yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, but we're gonna be okay, right? We've done it before. <laughs> California love. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with us. You're welcome. Thank you. Sarah Sturch is a writer and freelance reporter, and she does so much of this fire coverage on her own for free, so consider supporting her work by donating. We left you a couple ways to do that in our episode notes. On Twitter, she's at Sarah underscore Sturch. That's S-A-R-A-H underscore S-T-I-E-R-C-H. And you can follow us on Twitter as well. We are at The Bay KQED. You've been listening to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. Our show is produced by Erica Cruz Guevara and our editor, Alan Montesilio. KQED's podcast leadership team includes Jessica Placek, Erica Aguilar, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Tovin Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. We're made by your local public media station, KQED. I'm Devin Kadayama. That's it from us. Talk to you Monday. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.